The perfect combination of versatile athleisure and training apparel has arrived. Thanks to the visionary minds of New Balance, Clutch Athletics, and Rich Paul, the designs reflect the heart of the athlete and the spirit of the community. With rising defensive stars Will Anderson and Chase Young on the roster, Clutch Athletics brings the best innovative gear to all athletes, giving them style and performance on and off the field. Learn more and purchase Clutch Athletics at NewBalance.com. The all-new Hyundai 2024 Santa Fe is equipped with everything you need to break free from the dull work week and embark on an adventurous weekend with your family. The all-new Hyundai Santa Fe's features like available H-Track all-wheel drive, standard third-row seating, available dual wireless charging pads ensure you can take on any adventure. Available H-Track all-wheel drives so you can take on the dirt trails and kick up some mud. Standard third-row seating so your whole family can experience the thrill together. Available dual wireless charging pads so no one gets stuck in the great outdoors with a dead phone. Whether you're tailgating out in the dirt lot, Carter Finley, shout out Carter Finley, or whether you're whitewater rafting, taking the entire family on an adventurous trip, maybe you're out camping at Mount Rogers. I used to go as a kid, wish my parents had a Hyundai Santa Fe. The Hyundai Santa Fe is perfect for your family outing. Learn more about the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe at HyundaiUSA.com. Call 562-314-4603 for complete details. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Big Six Podcast, CBS Sports NFL Podcast. I'm Will Brinson. I'm your host. Just accidentally talked on the CBS talent call like an idiot. Trying to joke with Wilson. Oh, no. <laughs> Whoops. Joining me, some of our talent who will watch the talent call as it's being recorded later. You can hear my gaffe. Like, hey, Wilson, watch him on the talent call. Pete Briscoe, Ryan Wilson, John Breach. What's up, fellas? What is up? You were listening to the call, and uh, I was trying to—I was trying to listen while we were waiting for you. Well, we we were waiting for me because this computer was updating, and I don't have a, a Microsoft computer anymore. But it was updating. It spends about an hour to update. So when uh, when are you going to get your update? What are you talking about? I'm as updated can be. You're, you're an like old a, bottle. A 19, you're an old I'm like bottle. a 1980 P. Prisco again. Are you kidding me? I'm updated. Yeah, boy. Yeah, boy. Oh boy. No, we don't ever want to see that guy again. <laughs> I promise you. No, sir. <laughs> imagine, imagine hanging out with 1980 Pete Prisco for one night oh. in Jacksonville. Oh, proud it papa of the power rankings. Oh, my it, God. Can you imagine? It wasn't in Jacksonville. within South Florida back in the early 80s. That was even worse. Even worse. Yeah. There if are documentaries made about you, Pete. If you're watching on YouTube, smash the like button and make sure to subscribe. If you're listening on the various podcast platforms, make sure and give us a five-star review. Uh, and, of course, if you listen to the feed, we got Katie Mox, myself, Emery Hunt, breaking down odds for uh, week 15. Margins are razor thin. Make sure and check that out before you start put your bets in. Today, we're going to run through Pete's power rankings and then blind rank some running backs. But first, two huge upsets on Monday Night Football. Miami gave away a 14-point lead with less than three minutes on the clock, so the Titans and the Packers let Tommy DeVito, Tommy Cutlets, and the Giants kick a game-winner late. Tommy Cutlets, his agent's unbelievable. How happy are you with Tommy Cutlets, Pete? You know, it's a great story. I, I don't I don't know how good he is. I mean, you know, we, we tend to get a little too excited over backup quarterbacks. Um, I, I think when you look at, 
what he's done. It's a great story, though. I mean, he lives at home with his family. They go to the games. They're, they're sitting there. They're making the, the, the pregame spread is unreal. I mean, it just touches my heart as an Italian to see that. I'm telling you, I love every minute of it. Love it. And it reminds me of like, it, and Brady was talking before he's saying how Italians go nuts over something like this. And my grandmother was like 75 years old and we were watching a game and she heard Testa Verde and she stopped. She goes, Testa Verde, Greenhead. It means Greenhead. And I mean, it, it, from then on, she was like, Testa Verde. Does Testa Verde mean yeah. Greenhead? Yeah. What does Davido mean? I don't know what Davido means, but I just love the whole spread. The chicken cutlets, that's fan, you know, because most people have no idea what chicken cutlets are. They just don't. Are they just the sliced right the chicken way. breast with the... No, but you got to pound it. You got to beat it down to like a tiny little uh, thin thing, and then you bread it and do the whole. Did you watch the video where? Did you watch the video where he's blind ranking Italian foods? So it's like an Italian chicken finger. No, it's no, like a it's yeah, like a slice no, of ham pounded out by the time you get done with it, and then you throw it into the fryer and all that other stuff. Yeah, you, but, see, you see, Ryan knows. Ryan knows. My 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 fellows over here were were not raised with uh, the the good Italian cuisine. I have no idea. I wasn't raised, but my wife's Italian, and her mom. Rest in peace, Carmi. Her name's Carmela, which is a great Italian name. She would not, she would force food in your face all the time. And that, they would, it's, they're not happy if you're not eating, as you know, Pete. My favorite yeah, Italian dish is SpaghettiOs, just in case you guys are wondering. My first, uh, my first advisor, dorm advisor, when I went to boarding school was Lou Cisco. Lou Cisco, excuse me. And he, uh, so, I mean, so much wrong about that. About this, that let's think about that sentence yes. for a second. My first dorm advisor when I went to boarding school. <laughs> He was this gigantic Italian man, and he he used to play. He played the piano, but he was also like a mauling offensive lineman in, in college. He may have actually played for like the Chiefs or something. I have to look. But he he and his wife would have all of his like the people who were underneath him is like you know like this like the students he was in charge of advising. You know, you'd meet with or whatever. Who would have him over to the, their apartment and they would make this Italian feast for everybody. It was incredible like like the first time we had it we're like oh my god it's like an insane amount of food um, my grandmother by the way one quick story my grandmother used to spend hours and hours and hours in the basement rolling out her own dough and making her own pasta and everything and one time she made it she was so proud of it and i go i took a couple bites of it and i go did you buy this at Publix or whatever oh, the grocery no. store was by? And she go, grabs a wooden spoon she goes i kill you i kill you <laughs> <laughs> um have you watched the blind ranking that that they did with davida no, what did he? So he and this like uh, this like a big Italian guy in New York City who's like a like a foodie. Um, they did a blind ranking, right? Just like we do on the show, where it's like you give right. them out and uh, and they go, okay, uh, chicken. Or they go veal marsala. And he goes Mars marsala. That's like the one with the the brown sauce. He's like, that's a vegetable. It's the one with the wine sauce. That's he, not very he good. called it a vegetable. It's yeah, like that's, that's fine. Um, all right, let's, uh, you know what? S screw the upsets. Let's rank Italian food. Top five Italian foods. Pete, you get to go first. You're 100% you're Breaches just have, Breaches has SpaghettiOs and like lasagna. Well, which are both delicious, by the way. Homemade Veal lasagna is number one. Okay. You know, one of my, you know what my favorite is? You put is? the ricotta in there? Yeah, you got to put a lot of ricotta and you got to put sausage in it too. Yeah, sausage and not not turkey. Yeah, beef or turkey. No, you put beef in it too, but you put sausage in it too. Go ahead. What'd you say, Ryan? Number my one. My favorite, and it's the simplest thing is, and this again is my mother-in-law, and they, they they still make it in the family. Um, homemade meatballs and spaghetti. That's it. To keep yeah. it simple. Love spaghetti so much. 
Well, you got to cook. You got to cook the meatballs in the sauce. Oh yeah, they take care of all that. This ain't this ain't yeah. no Mickey Mouse. Fry them up. You cook them in the sauce. Yeah. Um, boy, I'll tell you what. No, the desserts count because cannoli is still number two. So there was this. There was this entree. This encapsulates my two favorite like dishes. But there's this entree. This place called Two Guys. That for whatever reason, Raleigh has had like has this like a large contingent of like. Italian people. I think people just moved down here or like from, from New York, but there's a like, large number of people from New York, New Jersey. That would probably help explain it. Right. But that's what it is. Right. Yeah. Yeah. No, I think so. Yeah. 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 Well, I tell people that and they're like, what are you talking about? It's like, no, it's like, there's a bunch of like, like authentic, like old school Italian restaurants down here, like Amedeo's two guys and brothers used to be these two next to each other on Hillsborough street. They're both closed now, but two guys had the Hillsborough street special, which was veal and eggplant Parmesan combined. So you would get like a slice of eggplant on top of like a thing of veal in a Parmesan. Oh my God. Incredible. Not a fan of either one of those. If I'm going yeah. Parm, it's chicken Parm and it's got to be really thin. I make fun really of pizza for his culinary taste. I agree hundred percent. I'm not an eggplant guy at all. No, I think I, and, and you know, <laughs> most pork sandwich is not Italian. I was going to say, Harry's just throwing out foods that he loves. He is. He's just throwing out food. No, uh, no. Preach, um, you're definitely a uh, eggplant guy. It feels like. Uh, if you put the eggplant on my Italian pizza and a glass oh. of Italian red wine, that's all I need. Oh, there you, you, go. Just, you just call it Italian pizza? Well, uh, do you call okay? There's <laughs> yeah, American it? style pizza and there's Italian it, style pizza, Brenton. It, well, what's, okay, what, bro, dude, pizza. get some culinary knowledge in there. We're in the game. Yeah. What's, what's, what's your that? Italian style pizza, Breach? Margarita, baby. Margarita's easy. Yeah, and no, it's he's talking about crust. Na Naples style pizza. You're talking about the the, the oven kind with the just the, yeah, it's different than Italian. I, I actually, um, this is going to sound awful, no, and I've never been to Italy, but I've oh. had a lot of good Italian pizza. I think American pizza is better. Uh, I was in Italy two summers awful. ago, and the pizza was pretty freaking good. Do you like thick cut crust pizza, like Chicago style? No. Thin crust, prefer, right? I prefer thin crust. I don't mind Sicilian thick crust pizza. You'll like it. When you go over there, you'll like it. It's good. Yeah. I've had, I've had, there's a, there's a guy here in Fort Lauderdale. He has, he, he won the pizza competitions in Italy. It's, it's got pictures all over the place. He's Italian. He speaks fluent Italian yeah. and he not makes pizza. good pizza, but it's different. It's not, it's different yeah. than what you get and here. And you in, love in, you know. Papa John's, right? I'll tell you. Oh no. Trash. Oh. I'll tell you what's delicious too is cacio e pepe. Look at Brinson Googling whatever yeah, he, 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 he furiously Googled. No, cacio e pepe is the dish. Cacio e pepe. We saw Cacio you. Cacio e pepe is good. Um, Buca de Beppo. I mean, I like uh, you're Michael Scott trying to negotiate with Daryl. What about uh, looking down at the what about the, the uh, uh, Nucky? Nucky's too heavy for no, me. I, I just I like it sits it. like a lead weight in your stomach. I like um, baked ziti if it's done well. I like uh, you know, wait, pasta. wait a second, Pete. Baked ziti is lighter than Nucky, <laughs> much lighter, <laughs> much lighter. It is too. It's and, not the Alavaca sauce on rigatoni is good if you like that. So that was uh, um, that was uh, that was it was like penne alavaca. That was like Tommy Cutler's was like that's the number one. That's my go-to. And then penne alavaca is really good. And then he, but he ended up ranking. He ended up ranking like meats. Like number one was um, it was like chicken cutlets. He's like cutlets. Like that's the you do anything you do anything with him. He's like I usually cutlet like plain. Like it's like these guys are ridiculous. I like plain cutlets too. I I just if you can give me a plain cutlet, I could eat probably like four of those. Just slice. They're so thin. <laughs> Hey, Pete, before we and, move and look, on. Look, Italian food, if you had to rank the foods in order, Italian food by far and away, number one. Yeah, I guess what that, is? it's hard to, to not like it. But, I mean, like I love Cutlets sushi. or lasagna? I eat sushi all day. Like, there's some Italian food, like linguine, uh, linguine with clam sauce, I do not like. 
That's lo- I love it. You love it? I do. What'd you say, Breach? Risotto? Risotto's great. Risotto I like a lot. Yeah. How about uh, right, Fratiablo, the... like lobster Fratiablo? Do lo- you, you like spicy? You like spicy, right, Pete? It's spicy, but yeah, it's not bad. Uh, by the way, got? Pete, b- before we move on, tell uh, these two Southerners about um, as Brinson's pay- playing stuff off his laptop. <laughs> About uh, how you cook up a dandelion. Dandelion flowers. Dandelion flowers. It's not the dandelion. It's the dandelion flowers. When I was a kid, we were playing baseball, a pickup baseball game, and my grandfather, somebody goes, hey, your grandfather's out in right field. I go, what the hell is he doing out there? And he was picking dandelion flowers because what you do with the dandelion flowers, you fry it up almost like an eggplant parmesan, and they bread it and put eggs on it and the whole deal and it becomes like a delicacy i'm telling you i've had that. dandelion you've had that before breach I, I have absolutely had that what'd you think not of making this up it was pretty you make it if you cook it correctly it's like any it's other food pretty you know what and i'm not big on like eggplant like that or anything but i thought the dandelion was pretty darn good because it's wow. really thin right breach you cooked it really thin right right yeah it was all good. right enough about italian foods my god we could have done the whole podcast on that all right, we could do an entire Italian Foods podcast. Instead, let's dig into Tommy DeVito. He's like, like seriously, watch. I just put a um, the link to it, like Meals with Coog, and there. I'll send it to you, Pete. But it's, uh, I'll send it to the text thread that we're on with uh, you, me, and Redacted and Redacted. Um, but uh, the um, the Giants. We'll start there. I beat the Packers. What a win. The Packers got DeVitoed. And the Lions, the Packers dropped three spots from 13 to 16 in your power ranks. Did Jordan Love take a step back? And are the Packers still a playoff team? No, he didn't take a step back. He didn't play well early in that game, but he did drive him to go get the lead. Yeah. Right? You got to give him credit for that. That Saquon Barkley fumble was brutal. I was like, I just thought they would overturn it. They're just like, nope. No, that was a fumble. It was no, a I know. Ball. It's just it's just like you feel like he was touched and stumbling and then But he drove him to you know, the what should have been the game winning touchdown. So you'd be thinking differently of him. And and I think they still have a legitimate shot to be a playoff team. It's probably gonna be between them and the Rams, maybe for the last spot, don't you think? Yeah, we've been talking yeah. about the Rams about how we think. Even Brits and I agreed on, on that yesterday when we were on the HQ. Well the Rams and Packers both have really easy schedules. Look at the yes. Rams schedule. They play, I mean, the, the, the schedule the next three. Have... The 49ers in the final week, so that's not, it depends if they need it or yeah. not. Commanders, Saints at home, at the Giants, and Dumb and DeVito, and at the 49ers. Yeah. I mean, that's. They should, they, should, the they should go 4 0 if the 49ers sit their players. Right. Should. Should. Yeah, but right. we thought that the Titans should lose this game by 14 points. We don't know. Right. You we never know in this league. We don't it's know. crazy. You can't figure it out. You, can, yeah. you can't. The, that's the craziness. I mean, they were the losing NFL. by 14 with three and a half minutes to go. It's crazy. Well, uh, you, Miami, you, you dropped the Dolphins down one spot. Not too far, in large part because everybody else lost in that grouping. Yeah. I mean, the Chiefs lost. The Lions lost. Um, I mean, the Ravens probably should have lost. Chiefs got uh, robbed. You know it. You know who didn't lose? Number eight, the Cleveland Browns. Pete, if Joe Flacco and the Cleveland Browns play the Dolphins on a neutral field tomorrow, who's winning that game? We don't know the health of Tyreek Hill. Who's winning the game? If you don't know the health, if Tyreek Hill's not in the game, the Browns win that game. I agree 100% on that. Yeah. Miami looked lost without him. You know what, though? 
They, you know who they look like? They look like the Kansas City Chiefs without Tyreek Hill. Exactly what Patrick Mahomes is having to deal with. Well, I mean, but the, the difference is the Super Bowl the defending Super Bowl champions. Healthy. And that's that's the concern for Miami. They have no offensive linemen. And yeah, I mean, actually, Harry, up. producer Harry was saying that, you know, Lee Meikenberg had to move over. That was his third move interior when the Connor Williams got hurt. And I think producer Harry said they're down to one starting offensive lineman, which isn't the way you want to go to the final month of the season. And then yeah. that fumble, you know, the fumble by Tua were very clearly caused by like a, a snap issue. Well, and Connor and Connor Williams have been playing great at center. I mean, that that's a big hit for them. So yeah, and Toronto Armstead's always hurt, so that's not surprising. But you're right though that that offensive line is he's sped up. When a quarterback sped up, that's going to be a problem. Let me ask you this, Pete. Uh, just uh, speculating because neither you nor I are a doctor. I think breaches some sort of weird doctor in Puerto Rico. But on the scale of zero uh, percent to one hundred percent. How many shots did Tyreek get in his ankle when he came back out there 10 minutes later than I thought he would? Probably just the one Toradol shot because that thing will make anything not feel like anything. He didn't tape so. anything up either. He had no tape once he came back out there, which is amazing. Do you think he plays I, I loved him after the game, though. He said he called his wife. His wife said, get in the game or whatever. <laughs> he got back in the game. She's like, honey, I, you know how much I bet on this game? You, I got the over on your receptions. Get back in there. Do we no, think, think, do we think, that, do we think Tyreek Hill plays this week? I mean... That yeah, one, the I way he came he, off the field was like Rocky. That was awesome. When yeah, he popped up and spread it off. Um, do they uh they their schedule is tough. They have in danger of losing the division because Buffalo yes, is not absolutely yes. absolutely in danger of losing the division. Uh the numbers say that Buffalo has a 23% chance to win the division. Obviously, the Dolphins have the Jets at home this week. They'll win that if if they lose, they drop down to 86%. You think they win without Tyreek, though? Yeah, Brinson, before we go through all this, play? let me tell uh, Pete, because me, Brinson, and Breach <laughs> are going to talk about this on HQ in a little bit. Uh, their next four games, which Brinson will read out in a second, Brinson and Breach have them going one and three. I have them going two and two, and that certainly changes the complexion where they finish. Who, who the did you, you have them losing to the Ravens. You have I have them winning the, this week. Jets, we schedule, Brinson. Jets and Cowboys at home. Jets at home, Cowboys at home, at the Ravens, Bills at home. I have them booking. I have them beating the Jets. We all do, and then I have them beating the Bills in a barn burn week eighteen. That'd be a fun game. Yeah, that would be, be a fun if game. if the Bills are three go three and zero in the next three weeks, and the Dolphins go one and two. That'll be the Sunday night game, and holy crap, what a fun game for that would be for the for the division title. And also if, worth noting, quickly, Pete, I'll say this: uh, these two knuckleheads have the Bills winning out, and I have them going two and two. So that sort of balances well, things out in my bracket. Well, it's it's not out of the. If you look at if they beat the Cowboys this week, they, they'll win the next two after that. I mean, they should. They What's, play uh, Patriots and Dolphins that we talked about. Yeah. Well, no, the next two. The Bills. The Bills, the Bills have the Cowboys at home. Comments, at the Chargers. Fire Patriots the at this home. year. Okay. Yeah, at the Chargers, which is with an Easton stick, they should win that game. Easton stick. And, and then you get, and then you get uh, the Patriots, and and then Miami. So the, if they beat, if they beat, if they beat the Cowboys, the Cowboys which, which I think they will do, they're going to go into that last game with a chance to win win the division. Right? And then, but that'll be the Sunday night football game in Week 18, and be a freaking incredible game because both teams. That's all. That, like that's all that'll matter is whether you're getting the two seed or probably the two seed or the five seed, right? Uh, I would say the Week 18 game could very easily be if the, both these teams went out. The Giants and the Bears. That game gets flexed to see who makes the playoffs. Because <laughs> there's a chance. I mean, Brenton, if you're talking about one team finishing 11 and 6 and the losing team finishing 10 and 7, it could be the two seed or the six seed or the two seed or the seven seed. Yeah. Yeah. Might not be two and five. 
But I mean, but that would be a game where both teams, it doesn't really matter what else is going on. You're playing, you know, like they're not, nobody's going to, like you're going to be playing for the division if that, if that's how it plays out. I think that's, I think that is, that is a fascinating possibility. It's amazing Dolphins, how everything has flipped in the last month. Mm-hmm. I mean, just flipped. Miami's automatic. This team's like Chiefs are going to roll through. This it's just Detroit. Look at the Lions; they're mm-hmm. great. Mm-hmm. It's all flipped already. I'm trying to see if we can if I can bring up the do the math really quick. Fun fact: While Brenton's doing the math really quick, uh, Mike McDaniel two and seven as the Dolphins coach in December and January, and they're so, zero and three against teams with winning records, and zero and one against the Will Levis All Stars, which is not where you're. And you're, uh, and idea. you're. Uh, Breach is calling Mike McDaniel a, a late late season choker. That's what I'm I heard. not saying that. I'm not. Well, I didn't use those words out there. That's what you're hinting at. But you're I'm not at. not saying that. <laughs> so I actually don't think that this Jets game matters all that much. Disrespectful, Zach Wilson. But go ahead. Well, if if the Dolphins beat the Jets and lose to the Cowboys and Ravens, and the Bills go three and zero, I think it's still for the. Like that's what we said, right? That's just for the division title. I don't know. You're doing the math. I'm not sure what you're what yeah. you're looking at specifically. By the way, after watching the Bills live, nobody wants him in. Oh Correct. yeah, we knew that. You just wanted to say that because you had to. You didn't see anything with that hat on your head anyway. Pete was covering your eyes the whole time. The hat was off in the press box when I watched the game. Oh, you, you guys um, sit up there. The the bottom line is is that that defense surprisingly is getting a little bit better because they get guys back like Benford back is big, the linebackers the two linebackers the young linebackers that are playing they're playing really well. Um, Von Miller's still a shell of himself that's concerning but um, let me ask much you a better. question. Yeah, how much of that win do you think was a function of the team rallying around Sean McDermott? I just think a desperation was more at play than a team playing for a seed. That, that that usually plays out that way. If a team is playing for its life against a team that's probably going to get in and is playing for seeding, the desperate team usually finds a way to win those games. Yeah, I think it um, played a role. We brought, Except that McDermott still almost gave the game away in the final two minutes when he refused to call a single run play. Like, yeah, I don't know what that was. that was. Well, he doesn't call the plays. Joe Brady calls the plays. It was well, still one of those, you can tell your offensive corner, hey, can we run the ball at least once? I don't think call one of those plays play. was a check with me, and he and and Allen made that decision. I I think just by the way it looked, but I'm not sure. Um, B uh, Mac pointed this out. I, I I I sort of set it up for him um, when we were talking about the Bills in on HQ yesterday. You mentioned in the, with the 2005 Steelers, you know that team was seven and five after week 13, and he's like, we just basically went into like playoff mode beginning in week 14. Like we didn't have a choice. We you know, every week was you had to win, and they didn't lose for the rest of the season. And that's Cowher got the Super Bowl, which is well, yeah, I, another I, part of that comparison is that you have that upstart other team in the division in 2005. It was the Bengals. For the Bills this year, it's the Dolphins where all the spotlight's kind of on that team. And then the the te- the unexpected team catches fire. Steelers I was around a team. I, I covered the 96 Jaguars. They were three and six and ended up winning every game on the way out and went to the playoffs and ended up in the championship game and probably should have gone to the Super Bowl. Is that the year they beat the Patriots in New England? Or is that the year they pulled off the huge upset of the, the Broncos. Denver Broncos? Stomp the Broncos, Broncos. right? Yeah, no, the Broncos is like 16-point underdogs. Yeah. Mm. Um, and everybody says, by the way, one quick thing on that. Everybody says it was a huge upset, and it was a huge upset. Uh, but 
they didn't punt after the after the first quarter. Never they didn't stop him. It was thirty to twenty-seven. The Broncos won the next two Super Bowls, right? They lost yeah. in the conference championship to the to the Patriots and should have won that game. Oh, that's the what Packers beat the Patriots, right? Yes. Packers beat the Patriots. Far. Um, yeah, I just think it's interesting that we haven't had this in a while. It used to be a thing, like like when you know, right when right when um, all I guess all of us started working at CBS. You, know, you had um, Rogers as wild card. Get in, get hot, make it to the Super Bowl. Eli did it, uh, you know, for the second time. You had, um, and there's somebody else who did. It. And really, over the last like five or six years, maybe over the last ten years, it's been pretty chalky in terms of who makes it to the Super Bowl. It's been those top teams with the buys, and it makes sense that that happens. But the Bills really feel like a team where, I mean, obviously you'd rather win the division. And well, you had Brady game. in 2020 with the Bucks; they were a wild card. Yeah, that's right, Brady in 2020. If if um, the Bills had a better record josh allen would be getting more mvp consideration no, that's true the other thing is and he could, could he steal it well that no. depends on how it plays out the other thing is last week i was the only one on the bills and these two were worried about this chiefs game understandably so here's what happens if they get their doors blown up by the cowboys we're right back to where we started two weeks ago so we're talking up the bills and they do feel incredibly dangerous and pete i think you know you saw them in person and you, you saw that what it looked like but if my, Mike McCarthy, who should be in the running for coach of the year, like he's done a fantastic job. And you talked about Dak earlier, heard you about him being. And Brinson's been exhibit A on beating up on Mike McCarthy all the time. So I, uh, I've, uh, I've, I've, I've given Mike McCarthy a ton of credit this year. Okay, I have never heard you, you say one nice thing. Most of the last three years, or in oh, the, yeah. even his Green Bay years, you killed him. Yeah. So Green Bay, that's, that's different. He now, made, he's changed. What does Mike McCarthy do in the postseason with Dallas? Does he? Well, does he turn that's the only way, the way he can fix his reputation. I'm the number one person on the Cowboys bandwagon <laughs> right now, but I agree that's with right. Brinson that the only way McCarthy can can improve his reputation at this point is to do something in the playoffs. Same with Dak. Same with Dak. Same, same with Sean McDermott too. By the way, they've got to get to at least Dak has to get to an NFC title game, or it's just yeah, I agree. No, I agree with that. I agree. I agree. I agree. Well, Mike McCarthy's been to NFC title games and he won a Super Bowl. So, so he where are you on the? Uh, is Mike McCarthy better or worse than Kellen Moore? Are you kidding me? And and that's the funny thing. That I, I kind of wrote that about the power rankings. I, I, look, Mike McCarthy, everybody said, oh, he's going to remember. They took something he said, took it, ran it with, made it viral. I'm going to run the ball. I'm going to run the ball. He, he When I, I saw him at the league meetings, he goes, Pete, you know me. I'm not, that's not who he is. He goes, they just ran with something. He was never going to run the ball. Hey, look, Mike McCarthy's offense has been spectacular this year. All credit to Mike McCarthy. Dak has been awesome. Uh, let me ask you this. Which 20 to 1 bet would you rather? I'll tell you what, actually, let's take a break. And when we come back, I've got two 20 to 1 bets I think you'll be interested in. And I'm curious which one, you, which one you'll choose. And we'll tell you next. Is your child struggling with a specific subject or need help with homework? Are they asking questions that you're not sure you can fully answer? IXL Learning is an online learning program for kids. It covers math, language arts, science, and social studies. IXL is designed. This program will improve your kids' grades. Studies done in almost every state in the country. The kids who had IXL are consistently doing better. Powered by advanced algorithms, IXL gives the right help to each kid no matter the age or personality. And it doesn't have to eat up all your time. Time. One subscription gets you everything for all the kids in your home, pre-K to 12th grade. So don't miss out. One in four students in the U.S. are learning with IXL. 
IXL is used in 95 of the top 100 school districts in the U.S. Make an impact on your child's learning. Get IXL now, and listeners can get an exclusive 20% off IXL membership when they sign up today at IXL.com audio. Visit IXL.com audio to get the most effective learning program out there at the best price. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. So 20 to 1. You can bet on Mike McCarthy to be coach of the year. Or Josh Allen to be MVP. Which one would you rather bet? I'd probably vote. I'd probably bet on Mike McCarthy being coach of the year. Agree. I think I would rather bet on Josh Allen because I don't think the Cowboys are going to win the division. And I do think if Josh Allen wins the final four games of the season and plays the way that he's played the last two games and just puts up monster numbers, this is a year you could steal the MVP. I mean, but again, if, the, if Sunday's a, a blowout Cowboys win, then it's over. If the Cowboys oh, no, 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 blow of course, out, of course, yeah, yeah. Now, what if, the, if the Bills blow out the Cowboys? Then it's on. <laughs> like Donkey Kong. Okay. Right. Well, Cowboys, I think we'll go Buffalo and Miami in the next couple weeks, and they play well on offense. Mike McCarthy has a real shot to be coach of the year. Yeah, well, that's sure. what I was going to say here real quick is that, that, that Mike McCarthy has more margin for error because if the Cowboys lose to Buffalo but still go 3-1 and one in their final four games, they could still win the division. McCarthy could still win Coach of the Year. If the Bills lose on Sunday to Dallas, Josh yeah. Allen's pretty much out of it. Yeah. So you have almost a one-game window that you can't blow if you're Josh Allen. If you want what's, to your, what's your, what's your, what's your five-person ballot look like right now, Pete? MVP would be Dak, number one. Mm-hmm. Probably okay. Birdie, number two. Um. I'd probably put Tyreek up there, um, then Josh Allen maybe for now, and then who am I leaving out? I'm leaving somebody out. Lamar, uh, Christian McCaffrey. Hurts, uh, Hurts probably. Nah, I'm not gonna put Hurts in there. Uh, Lamar Jackson or Christian McCaffrey? Lamar, 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 yeah, Lamar, yeah. probably Lamar. That's the top. So Dak is plus one fifty, Purdy plus one eighty five, Lamar four plus four seventy five, Hurts six and a half to one, Tyreek, and then it's everybody else is like sixteen to one or longer. I would Josh Allen's twenty to one right now, huh? Yeah, that's a good bet. He's been out. He's been amazing, and and I know the record hurts him. But if they beat the Eagles a couple weeks ago, which they should have done, because Gabe Davis has no idea where he's going. By the way, where was he the other day? That has to be. Where's the he most, been all year? It's the most. Well, there's been flashes of. Remember, he had a couple games where he flashed. He's most. I don't think he runs the right route. I don't know that, but watching the game the other day, it looks like he doesn't run the right route all the time. All right, biggest risers and biggest. Follows your biggest riser, the Cleveland Browns. Ryan Wilson had a great point on Sunday night show. Oh, wow. Can't wait to hear this. <laughs> I've, I've, used it, I've used it several times since then. I was like, dude, Flacco is old as hell. He's getting, because you know, he's drafted a year before Matthew Stafford. I was like, oh, that's true. I think he's like a little bit older because Stafford left Georgia, like, uh, you know, Flacco is at Delaware for maybe a little bit longer, but it's a great point. I mean, he's, He's not that old, right? Plus, Blacko transferred from Pitt, remember? Yeah, yeah, he you transferred who, from Pitt to Delaware. Yeah. You know why he had to transfer, Pete? He was the quarterback. He couldn't beat out. 
Palco. Tyler Palco. That's right. Palco. Jesus, that's right. Ryan so had a Stafford, first round Stafford, by the way, 35. Yeah. <laughs> there's still time. He can come back, Pete. It's early. <laughs> there's, there's three years. There's three years. Uh, three years of difference between their age. But what do you make of Joe Flacco and this Browns team, Pete? Um, I think it's. I think one thing that I said on a radio hit yesterday. I can't remember where I was saying it, but um, I think it's interesting that Kevin Stefanski now having some real offensive success with a quarterback who's willing to play inside of his offense. And look, Jacksonville's defense stinks. We've yeah. seen that the last two weeks, so it's hard to gauge that. But Joe Flacco looks comfortable. He had good he had good throws against the Rams when he played him a couple weeks ago. So yeah, I, I, look, Cleveland's going to be a playoff team. I, I think I think they're going to be in. I think they're the one team of all the grouping because of the, where their schedule is and, and the way their record is, they're going to get in. Pete, let me ask you the total chaos question. This is the question <laughs> that we all want to see this scenario play out. Joe Flacco leads the Browns of the Super Bowl. I don't care if they win or lose. They just get to the game. Who is Cleveland's quarterback next year? Deshaun Watson. What? You you think Cleveland, who has never been to a Super Bowl, it would be how, like how would the Nick fan Foles. base react if they got rid of the Super Nick Bowl Foles accident? It would be the oh Nick Foles God. accident. It's a great but accident to have. But Carson Wentz was playing at an MVP level. Time. Carson Flacco had that accident. I mean, and Carson Wentz was playing at MVP level when Foles came in. Deshaun Watson was not. You think they would bench Flacco and or get rid of him or whatever and give the ball back to Watson? I I do. They have to pay him all that money. That would you get that? Divide the Civil War in Cleveland. If if Jake Browning somehow took the Bengals to the Super Bowl, <laughs> what would they do with Joe Burrow? I mean, it's, Steelers. It's Next. different because Joe Burrow has played at MVP Jake level Browning and has taken the team to a Super Bowl and won it. And won it and threw for 340 in every game. Good question. Okay, well, that's a different scenario. But still Joe Burrow. I mean, it's different because Burrow has been a proven quarterback in very recent history, unlike Deshaun Watson. It's the same thing. I mean, I don't know. It's not the same thing because Watson hasn't done anything in better. It's not the same thing because Burrow is better than Watson. I get it. But it is the same thing in terms of a franchise quarterback making a ton of money who's not playing. Right. Well. Should should someone have come to Joe Flacco and been like, we'll give you $5 million a game for the final four games of the season just to get him off of Cleveland's roster? No, the Jets should have or, signed him in week one. Or like the, the Jets should have had him. Why wouldn't the Falcons or Vikings call him up right now and be like, dude, we'll give you as much money as you want. You name that's a price, saying. get over here. All right. Well, he doesn't want to leave. That's the problem. Yeah, that's why you give him a blank check. You just say, look, we have $12 million, $20 million in cap space. We'll give it all to you. Come play well, for I, us. I spent the last three weeks arguing with Brady Quinn that Josh Dobbs can't play, and he's defended him at every every turn, and he it's proven a, out. He can't play. He had a good run. As a, he's a good run as a journey. He can't play. A, oh, stop. He can't we'll play. Say, backup, quarterbacks are backup quarterbacks nine times out of ten, maybe 99 out of 100 for a reason. What point did he make on HQ that I thought was a good point about the best quarterbacks play at a certain level, and then what happens with the rest? They're up and down. You are who you are. You are who you are. It always <laughs> plays out that way. It, it, there are exceptions to the rule, Tom Brady being one of them. But most of the time, you are what you are. And, you know, Jake Browning's been good the last two games. Well, now we have game number three coming. And usually in game number four, they start showing who they really are. So we'll see. Uh, he's a bad team. So we'll All right. Top 10 Browns. Bottom five. Chargers. Justin Herbert done for the year. Easton Stick in 29th, one spot ahead of the Chargers, or the, the Patriots, who they beat six to nothing two weeks ago. It's over. 
Justin Herbert broke a finger. Their playoff hopes are done, and a change is likely coming at the head coaching spot. The Chargers down seven spots. How? I mean, I I, I was uh, talking about this with uh, Jim Rome earlier today. Oh, Actually, name drop. I'm a brag. I name dropped you on the show too. He's Drink. like, he said, speaking of wobbly, Pete Prisco. I was like, Pete is a little wobbly these days. He's on Ozempic. Um, <laughs> you did? Yeah. You put my business in the streets? In the streets. <laughs> I mean, you, you brought it up on here. We're just as big as right? I bring it up all the time. I, I know. No, I'm kidding. Um, what, like, is there any scenario? Because the only one I can think of is like the Spanish family is cheap. That Brandon Staley's back next year. He's not coming back. He's not coming back. No conceivable. He's been done since that first tantrum he threw. And by the way, remember Kellen Moore was going to fix it and getting him out of Dallas, they're going to miss him and everything else. Uh, No, 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 no. (laughs) It just goes to show you sometimes a reputation that you get is not warranted. And uh, uh, he hasn't, Justin Herbert has not been any better this year. In fact, he's been worse. Kellen Moore, you are what you are, says Pete Prisco. Yep. All right, people ask me this. Go ahead. ahead. All right, here's my big question. Once the Chargers get rid of Brandon Staley, which obviously will likely happen this upcoming offseason, should they make a trade for Bill Belichick? Yes. (laughs) No. (laughs) No. Absolutely not. He's because, you know why? Because you don't know what you don't know how long you're gonna get him. Old. Is he gonna coach the year to get the record and then he's done? Yeah. Or whatever, I think how you can get three years guaranteed. You do. He's it. seventy-one. You, you three years, and he's gonna want control of the front office. I would imagine. Do you think he's gonna just say, "I'll let them do whatever"? I'm not, I'm, not I'm, any, I'm not giving him control of the front office. We saw what he does with control of the front office. He's, he's, he got lucky to win a Super Bowl because he got a guy in the sixth round. Um, <laughs> Well, he doesn't draft that guy in the sixth round. Does he win those? Probably not. I mean, you admit he's a defensive genius, right? He's a great coach, and he's arguably the greatest coach of all time. He shouldn't be making football decisions. So if he wants to come (laughs) in and be a football coach and not make the football decisions, I'd do that. And if you give him a quarterback, don't you feel like he could win a Super Bowl? Yes, he could win a Super Bowl. Absolutely. So could he win in L.A.? Yes. But so could a lot of people if you give him the right coach. Yeah, it does. I don't think it makes sense right unless he can guarantee you a Super Bowl. I, why would you bring in a seventy-one-year-old and give up a draft? I would do it. You would do it. Do I it. I do it. I'm going to call Thanos family. I do it a heartbeat. The, the past history says it's uh, ones. You're going to give up ones. I do whatever it takes to get a no, Super Bowl. I will down. say. I will say. I will say that the one thing about Belichick that I have not said this. So I'm sort of agreeing with Ryan, I guess. <gasps> which had disgusted me, but Belichick's mantra over his entire Patriots tenure has been get rid of a guy a year too early before, instead of a year too late. And Belichick, it might just be a year too late for Bill Belichick. At least. Well, here's the other thing. His offensive system isn't, is kind of outdated the way teams kind play of? now. Yeah. So I don't think Herbert needs that. The Brain problem McGann. is where do you get the offensive coaches? McDaniel. See, I, I think here, there's not a lot of great offensive coaches oh. out there. to be heard. And here's the problem with that. You don't hire a head coach based on his ability to lead an offense. You're based on his ability to lead a team. 100%. And that's I where that. teams always get into problems. Hire a good guy who can lead people and then let him hire his staff. So I asked Rick about that, that specific question, because it infuriates me when you hire coordinators who can't manage. Right. And they didn't have any – these are questions they would ask, but there no, there's no test that you – I know you hate the test, but there was no test that they come up with to figure out who's a good leader and who isn't because we didn't know what D'Amico Ryan's was going to be, but it certainly feels like that team rallies around him, uh, less so with other guys who are coaching that 
great coordinators and, and teams don't necessarily follow those guys. So I don't know. I, I agree with you 100%. But I think in terms of – I don't know if you figure that out interviewing Ben Johnson or interviewing Bobby Slocum or whomever, but you got to start somewhere, I guess, with that team. Yeah, I, I used to um, think that the GM and coach should be the same guy or could be the same guy. What do you and mean? Now I'm, they can do both jobs. Uh, and I, I don't I don't think you could do that. No. Just like I don't think the GM should have the duties of executive VP. So if you're a GM, my GM, if this is my organization, my top dog would be the executive VP. He would handle all the crap, you know, the the sponsorship, the, the, you know, uh, have some input into football, but not make any decisions. The GM would make the football decisions. He'd be my football guy. He would work in, in you know, concert with the coach, but the GM would make the decisions. Then the coach would be the coach, period. That's how it would be run. And then I would want my coach to be an overseer of the whole process. Doesn't have to be a, a guy who calls plays on Sunday. And hire good, if you're a defensive-minded guy like D'Amico Ryans, go out and hire a guy from the 49ers system to and let him run it. So that's how I would build my organization. I like that idea. All right. If you were building your organization, you'd probably have to – You'd probably whiff on a quarterback and have to draft a new one uh, at some point too, because that happens. I don't whiff. I, the, the whiff guy's in the lower left-hand square over there. Jeez. <laughs> <laughs> Time will tell, Pete. Time will um, tell. So, oh, no, no. Look, I'm kidding about Ryan whiffing because he's actually hit a bunch of stuff. But when it comes to quarterbacks, he just gets listens to too many voices in his head. He might. That's he might have been right. hanging out with Rick too much. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> just kidding. Well, Rick and him are both wrong about Will Levis, so we can we can all no, please. Let's but let's, all right, let's pretend that you are the GM of a of a team, Pete. Um, we're gonna look at some bottom ten teams in your power rankings. Now, okay. Harry and I banged our noggins together and came up with a little uh, a, a chart here, a little a little meter here. Okay. If the outlook is rosy, you're in good shape. You get to keep the quarterback. If the outlook is not so rosy, it's Rosen, as in Josh Rosen, as in you got to draft another quarterback. Okay. So you, there's four spots. You can be rosy, eh, you can be okay, you can be eh, or you can be Josh Rosen. We will okay. start. We'll pull a, we're going to pull a Drake and start from the bottom, which actually is kind of hilarious because Drake May could be the number one overall pick for the Carolina Panthers from the Carolina North Carolina Tar Heels. The Carolina Panthers have Bryce Young. They won't be able to draft him because they traded their draft pick to the Bears. But they have Bryce Young. There's a lot of turnover happening in that organization. How would you rank from Rosie down to Rosen the Panthers' status at quarterback, Pete? What's the second one above Rosen? Just orange. Yeah. Yeah. That's it's probably an orange yeah for me okay. right now. And I and I'll be honest with you, I didn't love him coming out because he's too little. Really, so, really? Wait, I haven't heard the story. Tell me. <laughs> but he's tiny. Ryan, um, where so would yeah, you where where would yeah, you put the the Panthers game? I Ryan? can't I can't disagree with that. I went back. You know, it's funny, Pete. I watched the first half of the Panthers game live, and I'm like, oh, he's. I wasn't paying the sound was off. I was like, okay, he's making some throws. He's they're throwing the ball deep for the first time in Panthers history with Bryce Young. Then he was three for fifteen at the half, and then it just got worse from there. I give him credit for throwing deep. He missed a couple deep throws. He had six drops that I counted, but he he's he's not going in the right direction. So I, I'm okay no. with you had that 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 needle in the Rosen meter. I think I think the only reason that it's not full Rosen 
is that they traded all the picks to move up. Like if they no, had the number, not, you, you still got to give them the benefit of the doubt. You can't go full Rosen after this. If they had the number one overall pick and Drake May and Caleb Williams are there, you don't that's take not, your quarterback. That's not Bryce Young's you know, fault. Here's the other thing, though. We we don't know what those other guys going to be. A, a year ago, you would have said, "Oh my God, Bryce Young's going to be the end all be all." You know what I mean? And and he hasn't been. You don't have no idea. So no, you can't go Rosen on. I mean, it's irrelevant. They can't. They don't have a quarterback to. They can't do anything about it anyway. No. Uh, they'll have to watch it. Breach, any thoughts on where they rank? Uh, I agree with Pete's thoughts. And also, you can't throw him under the bus after one year. You got to give him one more year. But if he still stinks next year, you are in trouble. Uh, and you can cut bait after two years, I think. Oh, yeah. come on. Wait a second. Stop it. That's crazy talk. It, I, oh, if, he's, if he's playing like this next year. Well, let's see what's around him. You got to improve. Don't get me wrong. Oh, the offensive line is horrific. I do think, and Joe, I've talked about this on the show, and Joe Person of The Athletic, our friend of the pod, wrote about this. They tried to, they they changed the offensive system completely. And they tried to blend Frank Reich's system with Thomas Brown's system. And they've held like these, like the, they're basically asking this offensive line that's young and inexperienced to do a bunch of stuff that they're not good at. Yeah, but that, Look, I, I get it. You're making a lot of excuses for the guy, but you, you look. W- take a look at Will Levis's offensive line. I mean, he's got a rookie left tackle that you know we thought he might be a good player, but it, what was the book on him, Ryan? He was he, he didn't put the work in, right? Was, was, I mean, yeah. the Panthers would kill to have DeAndre Hopkins though. Well, DeAndre doesn't get open either. He just makes catches that everyone else is driving. Right. He doesn't the run. They have no, and Traylon Burks can't get open at all. Yeah. They have no speed. I'm, the, just, I'm just saying slow. that Derek, Derek Henry and DeAndre Hopkins would both be starters Derek, for the Carolina Those Panthers, teams are in similar situations. <laughs> they're, very, right. they're in much, they're, their situations are really similar. Yeah. Yes. Next up, the Washington Commanders. Ooh. Likely to be without a head coach pretty soon. Ron Rivera. I would expect Ron Rivera is gone. 9 a.m. I probably go the next level. You go yellow? Ball. Yeah. Is that for level. the quarterback or the overall state of the franchise? The quarterback. Okay, yeah. I might how where's the where's the where's that needle in the yellow line in the middle? Or I think it's closer to the green for me. It's like straight, just straight up. <laughs> oh, it's closer to the green. Wow. You're all rose. in. Rose. You're gonna give Sam Howell a rose? You're gonna give him a rose? Already? Almost like the, the the golden black bachelor. Is that that guy's name? You could be yeah, the he goal. He's got to get the rest of his life in that guy. <laughs> <laughs> I heard he, I heard he, I mean, when you're a golden bachelor, you're 70 something. You got to hurry up and get married. You can't have a long engagement. <laughs> so wait, where are a uh, breach? Where are you on Sam? How same? I think it's about the yellow. I think he's done enough this year that you feel good about him going to the next season. And that's all you can ask for at this point. You're also, I believe Likely too far away at the current juncture. Well, now, you're top you, four, so you get it. Let me say, let me tell you something. Commanders fans, including um, our boss Eric K, weren't happy with the idea of me drafting the quarterback in the latest mock draft I did a couple weeks ago. They want an offensive lineman. They're all in on Sam Howell. I don't hate that, but I thought maybe. What offensive lineman did you? What, what quarterback did you at draft? Four, oh, I took. I gave him Jane Daniels. Oh yeah, I don't think I don't think they'll draft a quarterback. No, I think I was just oh, mixing no. it up for conversation. But offensive lineman, there, you know, that's a layup. That's what they want. If Drake May, if Drake May's there, do you pair Drake May with Sam Howell? That way, you have the most underwhelming uh, Carolina quarterbacks in the history of the program on the same team. I'm going to do a little analogy for you. Drake May is to Will Brinson and NC State as uh, Will Levis is to Pete Prisco and Bryce Young. <laughs> like that's the the math there. I, I I like Drake May. I just think I I mean I don't think he's played great this year. I'll be nah, honest with you. He hadn't played great against good defenses. 
He's got all the talent in the world. Look, I mean, I have questions. I don't know if I have the questions about Drake May. I think the questions might be about Mac Brown. It's you have Sam Howell and Drake May. I think didn't the question is about but all these quarterbacks, to be honest with you. Okay. I think Caleb Williams has questions, too. He doesn't throw on on time ever, almost never. That's not true. Um, Drake May hasn't looked great. Uh, you know, looks the part, but doesn't look great. And Jaden Daniels has looked the best of all of them. I did say this I, when I, I was on HQ earlier talking about the draft stuff. This year, the quarterback tape feels cleaner than in recent years. Sometimes you had to squint to sort of try to see the good. There's a lot of good. And you could argue that Penix and Jaden's tape is better than Caleb and, and Drake. Yep. Yeah. I think we're all in alignment on where the needle would go for both the Panthers and the Commanders. What about the New England Patriots? Yeah, he's happy. He looked pretty oh, good on Thursday. That's that's Josh Rosen. Yeah, replace Josh Rosen's face with Mac Brown. I'm off to Mac Brown. Mac Brown. Mac Jones. Mac Jones. You loved him. You're off it. You're done. You finished. He had a, he had a good season. I don't know what's playing. I can't hear it right now. He had a good You're to the side. He's already you disposed of him. What'd you say? You're done with him. It's what, over. What do you? Why would I? Pete, he he's driven the bus off the cliff, and I'm supposed to be like, oh, it'll be fine. I'll just sit here and wait. I'm not going to jump out with my parachute. <laughs> just float through yeah, the air on a bus. That's that's that whole situation is Rosen. They got everything should be blown. And it's Show not, us the Rosen graph. And Harry, this is disrespectful to Josh Rosen. You should put Mac Jones's face on that stupid graphic there. It was so poor. <laughs> and, um, now Josh Rosen wasn't very good either. Yeah, half a dozen of one. Well, it was really more like I think Harry was like, let's just talk about the outlooks, and I was like. I tried to come up with something that was like similar to to Roseanne. All right. We mentioned the Chargers. Green. Next question. Chargers green? Yeah. Green, 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 green. Green. It makes, it, it makes it the best job out there, right? That is the best job. Yeah. Green. That's a green. You do you do have to would you definitely take the Chargers over the commander's job? Yes. Yes. You're in the you have, same division as Patrick Mahomes. You have Justin Herbert. And Sean Payton. You have Herbert. You have Herbert. Although you fun fact. Easton Stick already has uh, one pass this year that went 40 or more air yards, which is one more than Justin Herbert had. Bench what him. What the season? hell, man? You got to bench him. All right. Do the Jets need any Aaron Rodgers relief? Like relief from Aaron Rodgers? I could go for that. Where Where's the Jets' needle on drafting a quarterback? Green what? is rosy. I mean, you don't have to draft one. I think you can go yellow with the Jets, theoretically. They, they, they like with the first round pick. They're not drafting. Did you not a, a, see what happened when the Packers drafted Jordan Love? Will I know? Do you have to ask? The whole Aaron franchise Rogers? imploded. You cannot draft a quarterback if Aaron Rodgers on your roster. The difference is he's a little older now, though, so he's only going to play another year or two. So does Joe Douglas have to ask him first, though? Yes. Were you? Is it okay if I draft your replacement? <laughs> <laughs> what if he says no? Then what do you do? Uh, send him to the I'm dra- hey Aaron, look, we have this guy ranked really high. If he's there, we're going to take him. I think that's fair. So if yeah. Jaden Daniels is there at number seven, it'd be pretty hard to pass on him. Yeah, is Zach be. Wilson the guy? No, well, <laughs> no, but he looked good the other day. He looked great. I'm glad he had a good game. I don't hate the idea of like one more, just letting Zach Wilson sit behind Aaron Rodgers one more year. Oh, but like, right, like, play, like, like, I, I would rather, I would rather spend. If you have a top ten pick, I would rather spend it on something to improve the situation for the quarterback, like an offensive lineman. I get that, but you know what I, I keep coming back to? I don't disagree with that at all, but I keep coming back to situations like Ike Aquanu. Oh, boy. The Giants kept drafting offensive linemen. They just kept Evan sucking. Neal. Evan, Evan Neal. Neal. Andrew Thomas is good, but yeah, so then you get into that Andrew situation. Thomas wasn't good out of the gate. He got better, no. but right, yeah, he struggled initially. So then you got, all right, I have a guy to fix the problem. 
this guy's making the problem worse, and we passed on it. Whatever. It's really unlikely that even if you spend a top ten pick on a, on an offensive lineman, that yeah. he steps in right away and is great. It was a high pick. Look, I bet it was good as rookie year though. He's gotten better. I'm just thinking he like just recent offense, recent offensive linemen who've been really good out of the gate. Uh, Tristan Wirfs. Darisol. He's struggling to the left side though. Darisol. Darisol. <laughs> Quentin Nelson, obviously. Rashawn Slater. Rashawn Slater. Slater. When he's healthy. Darisol. Panay Sewell. is the best of them, though. But by the I'm way, Panay like, Sewell's, you, a, good, Sewell's yeah. a good example of what Breach's team did. They could have taken Panay or Jamar, and they took the right guy who helped the team in a different way, not protecting the quarterback. Yeah. All right. Tommy DeVito and the Giants. Where's their need? Where's their meter? And they're now picking eight, by the way. So they keep winning and dropping down. They're at, the uh, they're, they're at uh, Rosen. The, yeah. They're, no. Oh, yeah. They're at Rosen. They're rosin because it's red like marinara sauce. No, it's probably more. It yeah, yeah, factor in Daniel Jones because yeah, I don't red. love him, but they got so he's more. They're more orange. Where are nice. the Titans, yeah. Pete? Yeah, nice, well done, Harry. With the, with the where are the Titans? Titans? Are the, are the, where are the Titans? Are the Titans full rosin? No, they're tight, full rosin. What are you talking about? They're, <laughs> they're at green. They're at orange. They're at oh. orange. Uh, oh, yellow. Oh. That's that's a that's wait a second though, Pete. Hold on. That's the same situation that the Panthers find themselves. So I'm no, curious. No, yellow. Not, I'm talking about the second one. I mean, I don't uh, know what to tell you, dude. We you can't put the, him we... all the way to Rosie yet because he hasn't played enough football. But he's yeah. in He's in that. He's right okay. there, yellow. Okay. What about the Arizona Cardinals, Pete? Ooh. I think they're <laughs> Iron, fine. Ironically, the Josh Rosen scale. I think they're fine. They're, I, put them at, I put them at yellow. With and Kyler? They, yeah. I think Kyler's looked better in this offense. He looked a lot better since he, he should tear his other ACL. I'm joking, but he's played a lot better since coming back. Well, the Maybe offense Jonathan is better Gannon. for him. I think he looks yeah. more comfortable in it. And Jonathan Gannon is another example of a guy who we thought was a little weird and wasn't going to work out, and he appears to be doing a great job. All right. Now the biggest question of all. The easiest team to ask this question about. The Chicago Bears. I think they're in yellow, too. Ooh. Yeah. and I, That yellow might be moving towards green for me. With, I I like jo- I like Justin Fields. I, you got to get a offensive coordinator in there. I think. Breach. Yeah, I think he's got a ton of talent. I think. Oh, nice job, Harry. Think about this: if they draft Marvin Harrison and add him to that offense, they have two young tackles that are pretty good players. The the you know you add him with DJ Moore. DJ Moore becomes a two, which is what he like. DJ Moore is a two, and then Darnell Mooney is like a speedy slot guy. Like, and then you got then you got Paul Kamen can catch yeah. the heck out of the ball. Tyler Scott, sudden, who they drafted this year. What's that? Tyler Scott, who they drafted this year, yeah. who's a chance to be better. And, and then, then they have the, running, the young running backs. Rashawn you know, Johnson. Johnson and, and Herbert. I mean, you And got they have the fifth talent. pick, too, right now. And you could take Dallas Turner or whoever your edge rusher is, put him with Montez Correct. Sweat, and then yeah. you're cooking. Uh, that's I, not special I, effects. I, that, that team is moving in the right direction because they fleece Carolina. Yep. Yeah, no, terrible no. trade. Terrible trade with the Panthers. Well, um, that, 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 with Justin Fields, real quick though, it's one of those things where you just need an offense coordinator who can utilize his skill set, and it's like the Bears forget from year to year what Justin Fields is until like week of. seven. Well, last right. year, last year they did nothing, and then he blew up the Patriots on I think Monday Night Football last season, and then they're like, oh, he can run the ball and he can do other things besides be a pocket pass or whatever we were trying to make him be. And then same thing. It was like starting back at square one this season where they were limiting what he was doing, and then they decided to open up the offense, and now they look a lot better. So I agree with these guys. I think Fields deserves 
another year, two years, three years, forever. If I mean, the, 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 the obvious caveat here is if you believe that Caleb Williams or Drake May or Jaden Daniels or any one of these quarterbacks is a true franchise-altering, like, rare top-of-the-draft quarterback, then you should take him one. Unless you feel like Justin, yeah, I mean, unless you feel like Justin. But even Fields. if you had Trevor Lawrence in this draft and you felt the way you did about him, you put him into that system, it's going to be two years. Yep. So then you've set the, the stuff back two years. Everyone's getting fired again. I, Caleb Williams is going to be close in terms of prospect to Trevor. Pete may end up disagreeing, but it's going to be that sort of guy's going to talk no, about it. I agree him. with you. I, I think, and to be honest with you, I'd probably take Herbert over, over Trevor. No, uh, Caleb, Caleb. Oh, into this draft. Mm. I, but but it, I even I I don't I wouldn't take Caleb over Justin in the way that Bears are currently set up. It's just you're no, starting over. You're starting over. I right. think Fields has also idea. done Fields has also done a really good job in the last few weeks of looking more. Uh, I don't know how to phrase this right, but um, mentally mature in the running decisions that he's making. He's sliding a lot. I'll give him. Credit That's what that. I mean. That's what I mean. Yeah. Not not meant yeah, to. Not, he's, yeah. he's good. I think Justin Fields has a chance to be good. No, no, but I'm saying like he's avoiding contact in a way that you have to do if you're going to run the if you're going to play that type of football. Lamar's gotten better about it this year too. Um, you know, you've seen Jalen Hurts is avoiding contact as well. All right, let's take a break. When we come back, blind ranking running backs next. eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential, and then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Did you know that while over 60% of Americans dream of starting their own business, less than 20% of them take the first step? The reason? Building a business is tough. Taylor Brands is simplifying the business journey. From launching and managing to grow in your business, Taylor Brands isn't just another tool. It's your online business partner from launch to success. With Taylor Brands, building your dream business becomes an effortless experience. Their comprehensive platform guides you through every step, ensuring you have everything you need in one place. From LLC formation to bookkeeping, invoicing to acquiring licenses and permits, and even setting up your bank account, Taylor Brands handles it all seamlessly. And our listeners will receive 35% off Taylor Brands LLC formation plans using our link, taylorbrands.com slash CBS Sports. That's T-A-I-L-O-R-B-R-A-N-D-S dot com slash CBS Sports. So start your business journey today with Taylor Brands. All right, welcome back. Pick 6 Podcast, Blind Rating right, Time. Who knew that our hosts were the stars of those ads? and The rest of us are never in them. Who, Patrick and Olderman? <laughs> Did you call them? <laughs> <laughs> we make up this live on air pete doesn't know what five things we're going to give him or in what order pete complained that producer harry was a touch too whimsical last week with his blind rankings and just something like quote best running backs well here you go pete 
It's best running backs time. <laughs> Feature backs, bell cows, teams, leading rushers. You get to rank them any way you want them. <laughs> Are you ready, Pete? Let's go. <laughs> Number one, Lindell White. Oh, Lindell that's an awesome one. White. Five. <laughs> I knew he was going to do that. Oh, really? Lindo, we were, Lindo White did our fantasy football telethon. He wasn't very good. He, at the telethon or at running back? He weighed about 270 pounds. He was lighter at the telethon somehow. He actually texted me like a month later. He was like, who should I take in my fantasy draft? I was like, I don't he know. He had a thousand-yard season with the Titans. He was terrible. He was too heavy. Couldn't He'd be move. the best quarterback on that Titans team Do you right guys want to read some of these, too, or you want me to do all of them? No, go ahead. Peyton Hillis. Four. I would go four too. And I know that I see the rest of these. He guys. was on the Madden cover, bro. And that's what Who ruined cares? him. Who cares? Was he the Madden cares. curse or he's just not very good? Did producer Harry come with these names? Because these are some deep cuts. Yeah, these are deep cuts. It's great. Well done, Harry. Cadillac Williams. A Cadillac three. 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 You're just naming these off in reverse order. Is that what's happening here, Pete? No, I'm just I'm just that's how we would rank those three. Okay. Pete's well, expecting you, to get some like <laughs> I'm expecting to get somebody that's have he's waiting for Marcus Allen or Bo yeah. Jackson. Tatum Bell. The Marcus Allen of the Broncos. What do you think? Two <laughs> spots left. I like Williams is probably better than Tatum Bell, but I'll put him in at number two. Cadillac should have been <laughs> <running ball. laughs> so who's number one? <laughs> and your number one running back, Chris Ivory. <laughs> you know what though? Chris Ivory he's, he's in the same conversation with all those guys. So yeah, yeah. he's number one. All right, Pete. For a bonus Brinson Buck, can you name what all five of those running backs have in common? Chris Ivory, Peyton Hillis, Cadillac Williams, Tatum Bell, and Lindell White. I don't know what this is. Well, that's a good question. Do you have any idea? Let's see. They, they're not from the same conference. They they're, all played in the NFL. Yes. <laughs> they're all running backs. Yes. That, that, those are not the answers. No. Or the answer? No, I don't know what the answer. What the what's coming. all five of them have one career one thousand yard rushing season? That's it, huh? For Carnell, only had one. He got hurt. That's what happened. Yeah, yeah. Peyton had the Peyton, Peyton had his with, the, with the Broncos, right? Yep, yeah, he was. Yeah, Chris Ivory had his with the Saints. Lindell had his with the Titans and Vince Young, right? Yep. Yes, and then who was the last one? Peyton Hillis had his with the Browns. Yeah. 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 Wow. Good stuff. So who is the number one? Now that you know all five names, who's the, the best running back of this group, according to Pete Prisco? The best running back would have been Cadillac Williams. Yes. Yeah. It'd be Cadillac. And then you Ivory, close it. Then you close it. <laughs> and then we're done. Cadillac, Ivory, Hillis. White Bell. White what'd you have? Tatum White Bell. I love Tatum Bell as a running back. Yeah, Bell, Tate, Bell, White, either one. Hope you enjoyed that whimsy-free blind rankings, Pete. Maybe next time we'll go back to something well, a little I mean, more. You the, yeah, you should have put some like real running backs on the list. In well, you, but you were cheating. You were dumping the, the names down at the bottom, waiting for like a Sean Alexander or a. I was going to get a Sean Alexander, but I figured you know it'd be something better than what they. Eric are. Dickerson. Would Fred Taylor be six or seven behind these guys? He'd be one. <laughs> but you know what? If he was in a grouping, if he was in a grouping like with some of the greats of all time, it'd be tough to, you know, where do you place him? I, you know, the most Curtis underappreciated. Curtis Martin or Fred Taylor? What's that? Curtis Martin or Fred Taylor? Oh, come on. Please don't even ask me that. That's that's an insult to Fred Taylor. That's ridiculous. Go look wow. at their numbers. 
The guy barely averaged over four yards a carry. He just he piled up stats because he played a lot of games. He's not they're not even in the same sentence. Yikes. Um but like OJ Clinton Portis, the- Clinton Portis or Fred Taylor? Fred Taylor. <laughs> what are we gonna going say? About- you'll get somebody. You'll you I'll I'll say somebody's better. What are you gonna better. say about OJ? He he doesn't. OJ is one of the most underappreciated runners who ever uh, played the do game. Do you have any idea why? I'm trying to think. <laughs> what did OJ do? Yeah, he was very much appreciated until about the mid '90s. Pete, no, then wasn't. his <laughs> reputation took a hit. <laughs> he got some bad PR breach. <laughs> Something like that. Things and beats all- muted. <laughs> Taking quite the stab at a hot day here, Pete. <laughs> yikes! Yikes! Too what bad. about uh? But like, uh, I'm trying to think of other guys that don't get to do this. <laughs> Dickerson never got the due he deserved for being a great black. What about Bo Jackson? Yeah. Terrell Davis or Fred Taylor? Oh, Fred, Fred Taylor. Fred Taylor. Terrell didn't play that long. Terrell. Adrian Peterson or Fred Taylor? Probably Adrian Peterson. Yeah. What about Chris Johnson? Fred Taylor. What? Thurman Thomas or Fred Taylor? Thermal. It's a tough one. Probably. Fred was a better runner. Thurman was a better all-around back. What about Chuck Muncy or Fred Taylor? Or Chuck Muncy? <laughs> yeah, he used to wear the horn rim glasses. Chuck Muncy My dad played with him at Cal. Oh, he did? Yeah, yeah, he he teammates. That's awesome. Earl Chuck Campbell or Fred Taylor? Earl Campbell. No, Fred Taylor was a better runner. But, <laughs> it's oh, ridiculous. Come on, Pete. That's too Fred Taylor Marcus, Marcus Allen or Fred Dillon. Taylor? Marcus oh. Allen was a better all-around back. That's a good call, Breach. Corey Dillon or Fred Taylor? Oh, stop it with Corey Dillon. Are Corey you Dillon serious? Dillon. Two underrespected running backs who got stuck on cat teams that no one cares about. I love Corey Dillon, and Corey Dillon could make a case for being in the Hall of Fame, but Fred Taylor is better than Corey Dillon. Eric asked, Dickerson. Okay, they, were the, they, they played a lot of the same teams. You go ask the players on those teams who was the better back, I guarantee it would be Fred Taylor. They finished 400 yards apart in career oh, numbers. Oh, interesting. But, uh, but Breach, ask the players who was better, Corey Dillon or Fred Taylor. I guarantee they would say Fred Taylor. On right, pro Breach, fo- go do that now. <laughs> on Pro Football References, Pro Football Running Back Hall of Fame Monitor, which is a metric that includes championships, first-team All-Pros, <laughs> game started, all of that. Here's a list of names around Fred Taylor, or above Fred Taylor. Paul Hornig, Horning, Horning. Cookie Gilchrist. These are old I guys. love Cookie. To the young Ricky, Wa- Ricky Waters. No. He wasn't. Aaron good. Sproles. Different type. Sean Alexander. Yes. No. Larry Brown. Who's Larry from Brown? Washington. Former Redskins. NBA coach. <laughs> <laughs> He's from Tiki, Tiki Barber. He. Fred was. Here's again. Here's what Priest you do. Holmes. If you ever want to decide that debate, ask Coughlin who was better. Oh, that's fair. Oh well, Coughlin got. Who, mad what did Coughlin say? Fred Taylor. Fred Taylor. Priest Holmes. Not he long enough. Priest Holmes. Work done. He was better than Mark Dunn. And then Fred Taylor, who's right above Jamal Lewis and Larry Zonka. Ooh, Jamal Lewis. What about Jamal Lewis and Fred Taylor? That's a good one. No, it's not. He didn't play long enough. He, Fred, they, Taylor was, Fred Taylor was better than – but Jamal Lewis had the great year. That's what happened to Fred Taylor. That's why his metrics aren't good in that. Every year he played, he had great backs putting up – like these backs would have – Every every year he would just – there were better running backs all over the NFL. No, like Priest Holmes had those – what do you have, like two good years or whatever, three good years? Yeah. So his problem was that he was never the number one back in the NFL because it was always these one year or two year. He was always just very good. He wasn't like. He was great, but okay. Like his rookie year, he didn't win rookie of the year because Randy Moss went off. He should have won. He could have, you could have easily made a case for Fred Taylor being rookie of the year. 
Uh, I will say that I think Fred Taylor probably hosed in this metric substantially by the fact that he was in Jacksonville. So he had no Pro Bowls, one Pro Bowl his entire career, and no right. first team All Pros, which right. is, and I mean, he he led the league in rushing yards per game his third year. Hey, he did play a lot longer than I remember. Didn't get a Pro Bowl till his 31 year old season. Tough scene. All right. I mean, look at his, look at his average per game. That's that's one of the an average per rush. Those are the two numbers you look at. Um, do you know I who else? Barry Sanders and God, who's the other one? Are the only ones to average over four point seven or whatever and have? All right, here's a crazy stat. So there were forty-seven votes for offensive rookie of the year. Fred Taylor's rookie season. Randy Moss got forty-four of them. Fred Taylor got one. Who got the other two? Somebody voted for their local friend. Yeah. I don't know who 98 was in the running. Who was it? Peyton Manning. He wasn't very good that year. He won three games, didn't he? He had like 50. Jamal Charles is 5.4, Pete. Oh, Jamal Charles. Tough scene. All right. That'll do it for us. What a whimsy-free discussion about NFL running backs. Delightful. Thanks for watching. Thanks for listening. We got BQ and Dues tomorrow. One last reminder to give us a like or a comment if you're listening to the audio version. Give us a five-star rating. If you're watching live on, uh, on, on YouTube right now or at any point before 4 o'clock at 4 o'clock on CBS Sports HQ, Wilson Breach and I will be breaking down the AFC playoff picture. So hop on over to CBSSportsHQ.com or CBSSports.com slash live and check that out there. Thanks for listening. Thanks for watching. For Pete, for Breach, for Wilson, I'm Brinson. We'll see you guys later. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey.